<laughs> Hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host Samantha and I'm joined as always by the stormy skies. My game is too. Hello. Oh, it's normal. It, Whoa. It's normal. What's going on over there, Sam? Uh, I, I, sorry, I just shifted my microphone because I'm picking up really loud on Audacity and I thought... Because for game nights on Discord, we use the microphone and we have to turn our gain up really high so they can hear us. I see. And then we forget, I forget to set it back when it's time to record. Peace. Anyway, uh, how, how are things going up in... You know what? Everything's swell. Swell. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Good. How's things going over there? Oh, fine. Uh, since we last recorded... Still, still, po postcard cute is still a thing. Ah, uh, yeah, they have a new profile picture of like a cute girl. The fuck's up uh, with that? A cute little Asian girl. Um, I would be shocked if that's really them. I didn't find that image anywhere else online when I did a quick image search. Uh, uh. They have more followers than we had, so they either invited their friends list or bought a bunch of followers to like the page. Um, um, Facebook still hasn't done anything, so again, if you guys could go report postcard cute for impersonating a business, because we can say they're impersonating us as long as they still have our website linked. Yeah. Yeah, damn straight. Postcard cute sounds like a dirty word right now. I almost had a panic attack because I went to postcard or postcard postcard.org instead of postcardpress.org and it's a completely different website it's like <laughs> postcard.org was it like just postcards and stuff it was like a postcard um fan club or something that's cool <laughs> i mean postcards are a cool thing to collect if you ever i mean someday you'll come down here for my wedding i hope i'll take you to yeah. uh antiques on main because they have thousands of postcards from all over the country oh that's cool every almost every city you can think of including david's grandparents city of mattoon illinois oh interesting is it a small town yeah it's a small town uh oh. but anyway um let's get away from politics because sam's just been mad and sad all week about it and talk about zombies yeah, I mean, a good segue would be like, you know what else is makes people mad and sad all at the same time is a zombie outbreak. That would make me sad and mad because we're getting first-hand experience of how a zombie outbreak is actually going to go, and I can't wait to see how this gets interpreted in next year's zombie movies. Anyway. Ah, yeah. I, I keep thinking about, I keep forgetting to think about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> ravenous. Or its French title, La... Oh, shit, I lost it. Les Affamés. Yeah. You did you take French? Le yeah, it's like... Les Affamés. I have to, like, look at the words. Wait. <laughs> Hold up now. I, I was so good. I did Google Translate before we hit record, and then I got on my tangents about how shitty life is right now. Les Affamés. Les Affamés. Uh, is, did take French. Is a <laughs> I took Spanish, which uh, some would argue is the useful language in America. Useful than French for sure, uh, unless we go north, which 
Uh, anyway. Yeah, when we migrate to Canada, you're going to succeed yeah. so much more. Uh, is a 2017 French-language-Canadian horror film directed by Robert, uh, Robin Aubert, starring yeah. Marc-Andre Grodin, Mania Chakri, Bridget Papart, Luke Pree, a bunch of French people. The film oh, depicts yeah. the residents of a small town in rural Quebec as they deal with an outbreak leading to a zombie attack by zombie-like persons. Ravenous was released to positive reviews for social themes. It won the Toronto International Film Festival Award for Best Canadian Film and was also nominated for five Canadian Screen Awards, including Best Motion Picture and Best and won Best Makeup. Someday I'll be good at podcasting and practicing everybody's names before <laughs> before we record. Speaking of saying names, I think this weekend, if I'm feeling motivated, I'll finally apply to being an adjunct professor at my former university. And that's a segue because I'd have to figure out how to say every student's name. Uh, and you know what? Takes a long time to practice memorizing everyone's name. So I have like a cheat sheet thing mm -hmm. where I like draw a diagram of everyone's seats and I write their names and I tell them not to move again. Yeah. Usually they don't. Usually college students will sit in one seat and they won't move for the rest of the semester. No, that's so true. Like in middle and like it, before college, everybody always complained about assigned seats, but then college rolls around and it's like, this is my seat. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> yes. And like, even if they do move later by then, you should know them like, you should know their name by then, you know? Yeah. I remember my first uh, English class my for my major, not just the prerequisite English classes, I was driven back from Myrtle Beach because it was Easter weekend. So I was driven back from Myrtle Beach that morning at four o'clock and I got there late yeah. for English. And this one bitch was sitting in my seat. She had a seat she was oh. always sitting in, but because I wasn't there that one day, she sat in my seat and it just threw, threw me off. Oh God, it's awful. But anyway, don't don't steal people's seats. It's not cool, bro. Um, so you don't do that shit. Like, the, by college, you shouldn't have to want to sit anywhere but the seat you chose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I have vision problems, so I sit in the front row all the time. Yeah. Because even with my corrective lenses, if something's too far away, I can't read it. Same, same here. That was me when I was in college, and I also sat in the front because I was an overachiever in college too. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Not really. But anyway, zombie movies. I liked this movie. It was a little slow, and I had trouble paying attention because it is in French. Um, I'll say French Canadian because I'm sure there's discrepancies between the two, like all the different variations of Spanish. Yeah. Um, so trying to do work this morning while also paying attention to subtitles wasn't really working in my favor, but overall I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I would agree with you that in the beginning I found it hard to focus because it kind of jumps into the middle of like a couple different people's storylines. 
Um, it, unlike other zombie movies, we don't see how the outbreak starts or we don't see like, you know, them dealing with the aftermath. We, we kind of jump in right in the middle and it seems like everybody's kind of surprised that it's happening. And that's, that's what we're seeing, like just in the middle. And so it's kind of hard to like your bearings for a while. Yeah. And that's what I want more out of zombie movies, even before covid happened i really liked i don't know if you ever watched it black summer the limited netflix series i haven't watched it no it's on netflix still though yeah it's a netflix original and it's just the early stages of a zombie outbreak and the people trying to survive these early stages of society as society collapses around them and that yeah, that's that's I, w- I agree. I would want to see more of that, too, because it's we can identify with it at this time. Yeah, and luckily, I think we'll probably get more of it with next year's zombie releases because we're actually seeing how people react in a pandemic such as this. They're not going to be uh, shooting away at it like they do in their fantasies. They're going to deny it exists and die. Yeah, isn't that wild? Because it's so It's so different than what think is really going to happen because now that we're like living it we can use our first-hand experience and be like well it's actually quite the opposite and it's not fun or exciting it's like tragic exactly um yeah let's we could begin with acting if you would like yeah i have before we start were you ever into the walking dead um I, uh, I was into The Walking Dead when the first season came out because I thought that was um, like a great first season because all we do is see like when Rick wakes up in the hospital and the zombie apocalypse has happened while he was in like a coma. Mm-hmm. So that was a really jarring first season. But after that, I really had trouble staying on and like now I completely loathe The Walking Dead and I can't stand yeah. hearing the words The Walking Dead because <laughs> it just came to much of a network TV show and less about zombies and that kind of a thing. Yeah, I think it still has a strong fan base, but I think instead of watching the show, I'd rather just read the graphic novel because I know at this point um, it really deviates from the graphic novel since um, both Carl and Rick Grimes have left the show. Yeah, um, Luke read the graphic novels before he watched the show and... um, sold them but uh anyway he says that like they're really really good and really fucked up you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not something that should have been on cable network tv yeah um but yeah you're absolutely right like rick, yeah like rick's not there because he's like fuck this i'm tired and like carl's not there because he died but in the graphic novels carl like makes its place you know what i mean so it's yeah like, because this, the show's about, like, a father and... Well, the story's about a father and son trying to survive the apocalypse. So when you take that away, it completely shifts things. And then Negan becomes the main character. and Right. <laughs> which I'm not complaining. I love, um... Shit, who plays him? He's really great. Hot. He's, re- he's really fucking awesome. Yeah. He was also in Supernatural. He was their dad in Supernatural. Ah, uh, excellent. I have never watched Supernatural myself. I haven't watched it. But anyway, that's the other uh, zombie apocalypse show. Yeah. That's huge. Back summer. I will do it. Okay, excellent. But yeah, let's get into acting. Everyone was great, as can be expected with a French film of any kind. 
This is my first French zombie movie. I have watched a French horror movie in the past, which was really good. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But the French, and I uh, probably French-Canadian, too, are very into film. So it shouldn't be surprising that they make good <laughs> films. Absolutely. There was a YA novel that I read a really long time ago, loaned it to a friend who's no longer a friend, and the bitch didn't return it to me, along with my entire collection of the OC. Um. <laughs> yeah, that that last one is super fucking expensive, too. So, Jessica, if you're listening, I still want my shit back. <laughs> <laughs> fucking thief. Seven years later, I want my shit back. Um, yeah, after a while, it's a theft. Yeah. and But it was called Anna and the French Kiss, and the more I look back upon that book, I want to reread it. It's a really bad book. <laughs> Uh, no offense to the author or anything. It's it was her first book, but the main character's so dumb. She moves to Paris for school, and she's like, "I'm gonna miss movies so much" because she wants to be a film critic. And her love interest at one point is just like, "You're aware Paris is one of the cinema capitals of the world, right?" And it's true. They have like a movie theater on every fucking street because they love movies so much. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I thought the acting was really good. Uh, even the little girl was fantastic. Yeah, I, I agreed too. That was really a pleasant surprise. She was quiet, but when she did speak, it was kind of what was needed at the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Um, what did you think about our main character, the guy with the glasses? I, I liked him. He... He's probably what I would try to be in this situation, which is try to be funny. And it's funny, but also like real serious all the time. Just never smile unless you're telling your stupid jokes. Yeah, because in serious moments, people also need to laugh and feel something other than sadness. Because despite what the internet wants you to think, you need to take a breather and not be sad all the time. Like... I was an outlier when the Notre Dame was on fire, and I'm like, well, the building isn't completely destroyed. They can rebuild it, and nobody died, so I get being sad, but we don't all need to share our memories of the Notre Dame and cry for two hours today. Oh, you cry for two hours. <laughs> Maybe I, I um, really am an outlier, because my experience at the Notre Dame wasn't that great when I went there. Um... I see. I've never been. Never been. Well, you'll get to see it once it's new and improved and you find, and travel is reopened. That's innovation, yeah. <laughs> it's all modern. Um, yeah, when travel reopens. But um, yeah, I really liked the guy, and uh, there's one, like, specific part that I, like, was really surprised at. Okay, remember the guy that kept, like, scaring them? Yes. The window? Yes. Okay, so remember he called him, like, a nerd? Yeah. Did you get a nerd vibe from him? It was like, holy hell, this is, like, a hard-ass nerd. Like, I've never seen a nerd like this before. Yeah, he he was probably a nerd in the time before. He was probably an IT professional. I get that vibe from him. Uh, maybe, yeah, after he said it, I was like, yeah, I can see that. But I was like, dude, he looks like he's going to beat someone up, which is cool. <laughs> like, that's what you got to look like in the zombie apocalypse, man. Like... Nerdened. Oh. Damn, a nerd. Okay. 
I, I really enjoyed him. He was a badass and he was really brave. He was like the one that was like gonna investigate every noise and like actually walk out there. And I was like, shit, dude, I wouldn't want to walk anywhere near that noise. I was really bummed when his partner died. We didn't know, we didn't get to know his partner that well, but just anytime your buddy in the zombie apocalypse dies, it's a real downer. It was a real downer because they had the same humor. They had the same sense of humor and they were like all laughing and stuff together. And then he went and fucked around and got killed by like a, a, a little kid zombies or something crazy. Um, That really sucks. And then like it was weird because in that scene he was like bleeding to death and they were kind of carrying on a conversation waiting to see like how long it took before he died it was mm-hmm. stuff like that wild which I'm still trying to understand how the virus spreads in this movie because it wasn't so much they were waiting for him to turn but just waiting for him to die yeah that's actually a great question because after he died they do anything to his body. I know they burnt some bodies, but then some, it seems some people, like, if they got bit, they turned faster. Yeah. That was actually kind of not, that's pretty unclear, is about how the virus spread, yeah. Yeah, which I didn't I didn't mind, because this movie yeah. does take place clearly in the early days of the apocalypse. Right. So they're not going to have all the answers, and they're not really interested in looking for all the answers. They're interested yeah, in and that's- surviving. And it's funny because as I was watching it, I was usually I question stuff like that, but I was so like occupied with like what they were dealing with personally that I didn't even think to like wonder about how the virus is spreading and stuff like yeah. that. So, and another thing, moving kind of into plot, I guess. Um, what I really liked about this movie that we don't get a lot with zombie movies anymore outside of George Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead. And I'm not even Mm -hmm. sure if he continued this throughout all of his zombie movies because I've only seen a few. I'm sorry, zombie movies aren't my favorite. Uh, Same. (laughs) Are intelligent zombies. I know in the very first Night of the Living Dead, Ah. the original one, they spoke. There is a very iconic scene where after the zombies kill all the cops, uh, they pick up the phone and they're like, send more cops. (laughs) In this movie, we get more (laughs) intelligent zombies, and they, they're, I don't know if they're going to start rotting, but they haven't started rotting yet, if they will. Yeah, and they're doing some freaky shit, too. Yeah. Um, It's almost like they're developing their own culture with, like, piling all this shit on top of each other, like. Yeah, um, yeah, so they're smart in the way where they're, like, setting traps people by, like, almost luring them, because it seems like they still kind of know that the people they interact with know them still, they recognize them, and that kind of is a way to lure them in, and they just fucking, they run real fast, too, that's something that we don't see often, is, like, zombies really sprinting, Uh, and then they do the thing where they pile the chairs up. Other stuff too. Yeah. They pile it in a really tall tower, and they the kids do it with their toys. It's so weird. Yeah. What does that mean, Sam? I thought about it, but I haven't thought about it for about a week. So was wondering if you thought about it. I all I can think is that maybe the zombie-like people, because the description on Wikipedia says they're zombie-like. They're not necessarily zombies. I, I think. See. 
Okay. Maybe as time goes on, we'd see them developing their own culture and their own sort of society and the stacking of shit is that yeah. beginning. Did you ever see, um, oh shit, I Am Legend, the Will Smith? Yes, yes. Um, well, as hopefully everybody knows, the ending of the movie is not how the novella short story ends. It actually ends with Will Smith's character in the movie realizing that these vampire, zombie-like people have their own society, and to them, he is like the monster that comes out at night. Uh, Yeah. So perhaps if we were in this universe longer, we would see kind of that society developing with these zombies becoming the stronger species. Yeah. That's a great point. And that's a really good movie. I am legend. I always like that movie. I don't like how he had to strangle his own dog. God, yeah, that's that's rough. I got dog got sick. His puppy was a girl dog. Um anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think the items that they're stacking is it all symbolic to things they like don't need anymore? I was like, huh, well, I guess zombies aren't sitting around in chairs. And then for the kids, I was like, well, their childhood's over because they're dead. You know, I was yeah. like, so I was like really trying to think like way too deep. You know what? The time. You know what? That's <laughs> not a bad observation. And that's totally cool. possible. Cool, cool. Um, but it's also really scary um, for them to stack towers like that and have it not fall down. Mm-hmm crazy shit yeah farther uh, down, i really liked that aspect yeah farther down on i am on um wikipedia not imdb i was about to go to imdb to see if there's any explanation for the stacking but this movie has been compared to night of the living dead um oh, cool just uh adding commentary about social identity and how society is already being zombified oh yeah well the, yeah that there you go then I mean, when you think about it, we really are just zombies. With our cell phones and our uh, computers. Not wrong, dude. Um, Any other uh, plot points Um, struck you? I liked... The part where the woman who fell into a trap um, in the cornfield, how after she barely survived, she went on a tangent about how she misses her friends and how she's never going to see them again. Just because that's a little relatable to uh, how I'm sure a lot of people feel right now. Yes. Yeah, I really liked that outburst part. I was like, dude, that's so real, though. Like, I would be, like, all freak, like, terrified and frustrated. Then I'd be, like, pissed. <laughs> be yeah. like, well, blah, blah, blah. My friends have the right idea, but they're dead. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, I really thought that part was probably the most relatable. So, really cool. Um, liked her. Um... I made a note about the beginning of the movie, uh, relatable reaction to when you catch your boyfriend making out with someone else. Yeah. Um, which do you think there was significance in him being the one to pick up the little girl at the end? 
Um. Oh, uh, race car guy. I yeah. don't know. Cause I was, have, I was surprised I, when not. I was surprised when it was him. I was surprised because I totally did not think we were going to see him again, but it's cool when movies bring it full circle like that and uh, kind of connect everybody. So maybe the only reason why she got picked up by him was just connect that like, not everybody's dead. He's still a survivor. Probably the only reason he's alive is probably because he has a really fast car mm-hmm. right now, but that's it. Uh, that beginning of the movie was cool though because I did not think that girl was like zombie. Yeah, they just stand really still and they look like you still. They don't look like a zombie, so that's what's really scary. Yeah, that's one thing I really appreciated is uh, we're so early into the apocalypse that if these zombie like people are gonna rot the way zombies do, they haven't yet, so they still look like us. Ah, it'll take a long time, like a really long time, and actually. Thinking about that, it makes me think about all the other zombie movies where they're all like rot, rotten and stuff like that. And it's like, well, how long has it been? Yeah. You know, into the zombie apocalypse that like everyone should have their like methods very like affected to survive, you know? So at this point, it's okay that people are dying because they don't know that they're a zombie or not. Mm hmm. Uh, the businesswoman. When we yeah. first meet her, who do you think it was that she killed with the machete? Because it um, seemed it seemed pretty uh, violent. Yeah, it, you know what? I honestly, I thought that she might have just been like on the hunt, just like killing. She probably just killed like I think that was maybe a random person, but but like thinking back, it could have been like a member of her family. Yeah, I I don't know. And then that kid, when she's about to drive off, just standing in her window. I know, right? And then she was, oh, that would freak me out. Like, even when people just stand at your window like that, and you're not sure they're there. Yeah. And that freak you out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's a kid. And then, and then you know it's a zombie, though. You're like, I know that you're not human anymore. Yeah. Um... All, all really strong points. This movie's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's not your average zombie movie if you're into, like, the action-y zombie movies with a lot of shoot 'em up we, <laughs> we gotta survive. We gotta get to the safe haven. Because there isn't a safe haven yet in this movie. There's just... No, there's not. They think they might know one, but they can't be sure. It's like... It's just living in, in the present, and they don't really know what to do. Yeah. And I think this is just another good uh, justification for me wanting to live in the country, because could you imagine this outbreak in the city? Oh, dude, yeah, and they're were, they were even like, don't go in the city, don't go on this highway, like, don't go up the road towards where more people live because it's a mess, like, shit. <laughs> just get me a tiny house up in the mountains. Yeah, because those women that lived in that like rural setting were doing very very well and they were just like pretty relaxed and they didn't have to take that many precautions um but you know they uh the zombies were like headed towards a certain direction and were just in the pa- in the path you know um 
all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, like the uh, the score and like the audio effects. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> bring up the score because I wasn't sure if you listened all the way through the uh, credits because I thought the score was beautiful. Yeah, um, I didn't listen to the, all the way through the credits, but what I'm referring to is just like the scary sound effects uh, of just like screaming throughout the movie, but it's kind of like inserted not as just screams, but like almost trying to be a melody. Makes sense. Um, especially whenever the viewer sees um, like the tower of, of like chairs there's like a noise every time we see it like a really loud sound yeah um that could be reminiscent to like a scream or i don't know but like, shit this is like really unnerving and it was just like just uncomfortable sounds yeah because i think we're supposed to feel shocked when we see them just piling this shit up and the sound effect really emphasizes that shock factor Ah, uh, yeah. Um, no, I didn't listen to the uh, score at the end. What was that like? Uh, it was just very eerie and hypnotic, kind of. Oh, nice. Yeah, I dug it. Sweet. Yeah, it's always good when, like, people are able to, like make something creepy also sound really beautiful at the same time. Yeah. It's an excellent. It's an art. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, they should, like, teach music theory in school and stuff. Yeah, dude. Be a cool thing. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the scary zombie girl that had the baby doll? At first, I wasn't sure that was a zombie girl. I, I wasn't sure if it was a zombie girl. <laughs> She had that scary baby doll, and, and the baby doll was, like, just crying. I was like, what kind of fucking baby doll is this? It's crying. <laughs> Very realistic cry, too. I know. I was like, that's too... It sounds like a real baby. And I was like, oh, shit, it's a doll. What are the French giving their children? I know. I was like, what the fuck kind of toy is this? Get rid of this fucking toy. Anyway, I think about that moment a lot because it was just, like... Just a crying baby is unsettling in the midst of, like, zombies. And you're like, oh, fuck. Is it real? Do I have any responsibility? And you're like, oh, no. It's just, it's a toy. We're good. Yeah. These zombies were cool. They knew how to set traps for their prey. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed like they really... There was a lot of zombies that... Unless they were... At the Tower of Chairs, it seemed like a lot of them were, like, in the woods. Yeah. You know, in heavily forested areas. And I guess that that was the only way to get around because of where they were living at. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, man. <laughs> Zombies in the woods? Oh, no. I don't want that. Yeah. Not that. What did you think of the production of this movie? Um, I thought it was excellent because, like, where they were living, the countryside, it was very beautiful. It was always sunny. It was never raining. Apart from the fog that happens and settles over whenever zombies have, like, almost completed their chair tower. But otherwise, like, very, very nice. Everyone kind of has, like, 
wearing bright colored clothing, you know, things like that, yet it's a very dismal thing, which is trying to like, I guess, remind the viewer that like, no matter what, even though it's summertime, you know, there's still like uh, a virus that'll turn you into a zombie. It's reminiscent of right now, too, because it's summer, it doesn't mean the virus went away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really thought the production was fantastic. Yeah, it looked really expensive, but I'm sure it wasn't a high budget movie. And and, um, it really shows that you can make scary zombies without having to spend millions on those special zombie makeup effects. Yeah, you don't need that as long as you have the gore that you need to show how vicious they are. Mm -hmm. And like, glad that like the there wasn't like an overload of zombie gore which can sometimes happen in zombie films but this was like just enough where it's like oh shit someone got their throat ripped out that's how much blood's gonna come out however i just remembered that like at some point there was like squirting blood geysers sometimes so maybe there was a little much Mm -hmm. remember that part where there was like a squirting blood geyser and and all the zombies hands were up in like a circle and there was like scary music yeah i know you're at work yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "How the how's this much blood happening?" Listen, uh, what the fuck? You need. There's always one obligatory blood geyser in a zombie movie. That but that one was like just enough to like freak me out. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then I was like, "All right," but everything else was very realistic and um, you know, uh, they used very good like practical effects and everything looked great. Yeah, I much enjoyed that. I did enjoy the one, like, uh, moment where they had, like, the, uh, comic relief, almost, I would call it a comic relief moment, where that fucking guy that kept scaring them, like, scared them again, and she shot him, and he died. I mean, he had it coming. (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh, I was like, oh my god, that fucking guy, I was like, she just killed him, and they're like, awesome and they're like well he was sick and they were just probably glad he died because he was so annoying and he kept well, yeah he kept doing that like what do you think is going to happen yeah you don't do that during the zombie apocalypse bro <laughs> get yourself killed dude oh god but i thought that was like a kind of a funny moment to just <laughs> although she killed that dude it was funny to me um see we talked about the score acting the overall production value of this. Uh, realistic, we've touched on throughout. Um, yeah. Happening. Different way. Yeah. Are you nervous <laughs> at all about... Uh, so Virginia officially reopens. Maybe not Nova, mm-hmm. but down here we open June 10th. And I'm going... Finally returning back to the office on I see. the 15th. Okay. Are you nervous um, at all about the reopening and going back into the office? Yeah, I'm nervous because um, I don't know if we're going to have face-to-face classes yet. We probably will by the, by the sound of things, unless a uh, second wave happens before fall semester begins, yeah. which might not happen. But um, uh, I county that I live in isn't going green, but all counties in PA are going yellow, I think on June 2nd. 
And then only after that, we'll find out. There's a couple counties that are going green, but they're counties that are like really, really rural. Mm-hmm. No, um, but the county that I live in is not going green yet. Um, but it might happen in June. It, it, I'm not really sure. But they're they're basing it on like number of deaths a day, and it's been like zero for a while and stuff like that. Well, that's um, good. Um, yeah, yeah, we're reopening just... June 10th with a mandatory mask wearing when you go to the store. And people are like, oh, you should have... That's like uh, wearing a condom after you're already pregnant. But no, it's like going on birth control after you've been abstinent for three months. Because the first right. three months we were supposed to be self-isolating. Yeah. Which was only supposed to be two weeks that people could fucking do it in the first place. Like, when this started, I was like, oh, yeah, two weeks working from home? Sounds pleasant. I, I need a little break from the office. Yeah. Three months later. <laughs> yeah. I'm going um, to rearrange my office to better separate, like, have an area and pens separate for people to use when they come in, and the printer's still going to be available to them, but, like, they need to stay away from my desk. Uh, yeah, um, we. I just got an email today, actually, from the campus, and they kind of outlined a little bit of the things that are on campus right now, like preventative measures and stuff. And they have like this big trailer to like take people's temperatures and things like that, because they're starting to reopen the buildings on campus for those who like need to be on campus to like do work over the summer. Not necessarily professors, but administrate administration, janitorial things like that. Um, they have all these these things in place, and they sent out a big email about that today. Actually, um, it doesn't yet pertain to me. Yeah, and that's oh. how it's going to be for a while, and that's fine. I think eventually, um. probably within the year or so, things will go back to normal, or at least a new normal. Yeah, I too and um, i'm glad that they're you know doing all of that but it's just uh still like a waiting game with professors to see if all is going to be face to face and if so it's gonna be really different and we're gonna see what happens from there you know yeah radford is saying that they will reopen in the fall but they haven't just i don't think they've announced whether it'll be in person or online, mm-hmm. and David's little brother has already said he'll probably take the semester off if it's all going to be online, because he hated doing uh, online yeah. classes, which I completely yeah. understand. His experience doing online classes was very different from our experience, where yeah. professors had a week to get the remainder of the semester online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, I, my students really took it rough. Um, because yeah we had a week too to get it all online and uh, luckily all of my stuff was already like mostly online work there was a couple lectures that needed to be recorded and stuff but they really had a hard time with other classes in regards to professors just adding more work to them instead of like kind of easing up on the work which made more sense to do and that's why they had the pass fail grading thing you know what i mean so I feel bad for the students that had to deal with like five classes, like twice the work for half of those classes because yeah. the professors didn't know what else to do. Yep. Um, 
So I completely understand like. if he takes a semester off, he's already a year ahead of everyone thanks to DE credits. <laughs> so take a semester off, work a little, live your life. Sure. Um, yeah. I agree. I think that is a fine idea for a lot of students, you know. Um, and I know that our local high school here has rescheduled in-person graduation for mid-July, which I think yeah. is nice as long as they figure out the proper way to do it. Yeah, yeah, just keep it outside, keep people away from each other, you know, tell them where to stand or sit or wherever, and that's it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but, and even if I have, I'll say it again. If you made the, like, personal decision not to attend graduation or prom, don't don't use that to try and make this 2020 class feel better, because the situations are a little different. Like... They may look back in 10 years and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't really miss much. But right now, those who are really looking forward to these milestones are fucking devastated. Yeah, because, like, they've been working this whole time and then they had to, like, actually live through the pandemic and, like, do schoolwork and work. And they can't they don't even have anything to show for it. And, like, people, like, just we just need a final, like weight lifted off our shoulders that final congratulations that final acknowledgement mm-hmm. by everyone we know like in person you know yeah to like make it real and if you don't get that like that would suck yeah and you know like, I mean? that doesn't take into consideration how many students each graduation year are the first generation in their family to finish high school or college and for some even though this might sound sad to people who live in big cities, who have succeeded in their life, a lot of them, all they're ever going to graduate is high school. And that's their biggest achievement because they could be the first person in their family to graduate high school, which is happening less and less now, thankfully, but in areas here in Appalachia and farther south, it happens because you need to go get jobs. Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Just just like being, being like on your campus with your classmates with your professors and your teachers with that piece of paper it's it's completely different than being like on your front lawn right like your mom you know what i mean like that's nice too but like it's not the same at all man and i'm actually kind of jealous of the class of 2020 because i feel like they're getting a lot more special attention than we ever got (laughs) here in radford they've lined main street with uh the senior pictures of the graduates and i'm like oh that's really nice they should do that every year for them regardless of i know that is actually kind of a cool and like maybe some stuff like this might catch on you know i think the realizing how important stuff like this is you know like the death toll of this virus has been devastating but i do think there are going to be small good things that come out of it yeah like right now i agree There's huge discussions in the theater community going on right now about virtual theater, and it's kind of always been slowed down because of union reasons. Where where does it fall in regards to union for the actors? Is it actors' equity or is it SAG? That's always been an issue. But hopefully this is finally going to progress it so that there are more shows available online, which means they're more accessible to people who can't get to New York City or even the deaf community for local theater productions because now they can put subtitles on the videos 
and don't have to hire a $50 an hour interpreter, which every theater should do. But for the small community theaters that just can't swing that, they can now like possibly upload their shows online at a later date and stream them so they have subtitles and the deaf community can enjoy them. So just things I've been thinking about, all the tiny good things that may emerge out of. It'll be cool to see those emerge because I'm not sure which which ones will stay and which ones will go. I would I, I hope people wash their hands more consistently. I would not I would love it if they kept like the sanitary wipes and hand sanitizer at the front of each store after this. Sam, it's so funny that you bring that up. Do you remember way back when in like Mar- early March end of February, whenever it was just a matter of washing your hands? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I remember distinctly going to class and I, it was like a Tuesday, Thursday class with my kids and I go in and it's this whole thing where it, it was just the whole thing was about washing your hands. And my kid, one of my kids was like, people really not wash their hands. And I was like, you would be surprised. <laughs> and like, I always remember that moment because like there really were people that like didn't wash their hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like just used hand sanitizer and stuff. I was like, well, now, like, you know, you're damned if you don't wash your hands. So, like, I'm, I'm glad this will, I hope that sticks, if anything. And, you know, I wouldn't be mad if face masks became more commonplace here in the States because I don't know where people are like, we'll die of carbon monoxide poisoning, even though Asian cultures, <laughs> Asian cultures have been casually wearing masks daily yeah on the reg they wear them for like fun do you they wear them as like fashion the younger generation yeah fine i would be totally down with masks just becoming mainstay (laughs) in the u.s like is this person's mask made of like fucking plastic so you can't breathe like (laughs) that's a problem but my mask is like breathable dude and, and as I said on Twitter today, it's fine if you're someone who can't wear a mask because of asthma. But That's that doesn't fine. mean other people shouldn't wear masks because um, it'll prevent that person from asthma from getting COVID. Because what the fuck is a respiratory disease going to do to that person with asthma? Give them pneumonia and kill them. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the worst combination. So, you know, just wear a mask if you're able to... And if you're being a little Others. bitch boy about it, stop it. If you can't wear a mask, then you know what? Just stay in. Because yeah. no one needs to see your fucking face. Cover your face. Yeah. Uh, curbside grocery is becoming more common, even in rural areas now. Um, Listen, I'm about to take up on that because every time I go into a store now, it's just a panic attack of a situation, dude. Yeah, we... um. The store we go to isn't too bad. That's one of the benefits of living in a college town. And sh- when you shop yeah. at the grocery store closest to the college is it's usually pretty tame afterwards. Yeah. And we go to the Aldi up the street and it's like, we're, we live in a small town now. So it's like one of only two Aldis. So it's like either that one or that one, you know what I mean? Like they're both kind of packed. So you have to stand outside in line and wait. But when you're inside, it's just there's just this un it's like this unannounced pressure to go as fast as you can 
And ever since we've been shopping after we've been like leaving the house, it's like we just like get nervous, forget stuff. There's someone near you, like you have to make sure you're not, you know, it's all these things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm looking forward to next shopping trip because I'm going to try to take, like, do the curbside to go and order my stuff online because it'll just, won't have to worry about like pushing and forgetting and being nervous and and something wrong. You know what I mean? So a lot of people feel that way. I haven't been super nervous lately because where I am, our positive cases have been extremely low Um, to the point I was super reckless this weekend and hung out with friends, but (laughs) I figured uh, the friend we hung out with is a former ER nurse and she uh, finished, stopped working there two months ago and I figured, oh, well, if she doesn't have it working on the front lines, we should be fine to go over there. Yeah, yeah. Because they've also been self-isolating this whole time. Well, then you know that they've been nowhere, so that's fine. Yeah. It, it's a problem to go to, like, a different community, hang out with people you, like, can't keep track of. That's, like, yeah. where the problems are. Probably won't do it again until after June 10th. But... Dude, yeah. Is that the day that we're going to find out how many people are positive after Memorial Day? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Oops. <laughs> we were probably all pretty reckless Memorial Day weekend. Shouts out if you were responsible. I stayed in. Well, shouts out to you. Uh, but anyway, I give uh, Ravenous or Les Femmes. Um, I give it a, ah, uh, yeah, because it was a. Yeah, that fucked me up. It was a realistic it's, zombie movie. It's a good one. And I really love um, watching foreign, like, not foreign films. I need to stop saying that. International. Um, international films because i love watching movies with the subtitles because i always have subtitles on anyway so i don't know i like that shit yeah uh but you want to read them end notes absolutely let me get that okay i'm ready i'm ready to end the show are you ready i'm ready to end the show (laughs) i'm ready to end the show dude all right well Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Um, uh, in this episode, we learned that... You shouldn't surprise uh, people during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Even if you're the town crazy, just keep that shit to yourself. Don't scare people more than twice. Because on the third time, you're get shot. Anyway, don't do that. Let's see. Like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? You can follow us on Twitter at horrorshow underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Um, we haven't posted a lot of written reviews lately, but check out the ones that are available. They are doozies. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews, as they always are.
check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called The October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Uh, Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Um, any other pertinent news? Of, I'm sorry about all the birds chirping on my end. Hope you can you, make that sound less loud <laughs> when you fix the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my play New Year's Eve at the Stop and Go is having an online workshop on June 20th at 12 o'clock noon. Uh, so everybody's invited. It'll be on the Pharmacy Theater's YouTube page live. And I uh, got the cast list today, and they are just all beautiful people, and I look forward to seeing what they do. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to watch that. And uh, we'll update all the, you know, listeners about that, and so everybody can tune in, because they've got nothing better to do, dude. Yeah. They have to watch it, because we're stuck in. Yeah. What, what are you going to do if you're not home? Spread COVID? Be, be responsible. Watch my workshop. Oh, watch the workshop. Mark your calendars, you guys. Right. Um, I have I have no news. Nothing's happening on my end, dude. Um, <laughs> other than the birds are chirping, everyone's happy, it's warm, whatever. All right. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. I love the creepy doll that always follows me.